This episode is dedicated to those hundreds of you out there connected to me in person, via LinkedIn, and in so many other ways. You saved me from a lot of things. Depression, despair, thoughts of worthlessness, the works. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for helping me to reboot and relaunch who I am. Believe me, I plan to pay it forward. Life is going great, until one day, you're out of work. No matter how it happened, you need to find a new job, pronto. The problem is, no one ever taught you how to navigate the ever-shifting and ever-changing wasteland of applying for a job in the modern market. I'm Rob Conlon, and here on Recruiting Hell, I help people get jobs. I'm on a mission to help educate 10,000 job seekers on the best ways to get hired in the modern job market. No matter your field, this show is designed to help you level up your job hunting game and escape the many circles of recruiting hell. Step into my studio and let's get you the hell out of here. This episode of Recruiting Hell is generously supported by our friends at CoinList, one of the fastest growing companies in the cryptocurrency space. CoinList is hiring. Visit www.coinlist.co slash jobs to apply. Tell them Rob sent you. Hello and welcome to Recruiting Hell. I'm your host, Rob Conlon. Episode 48 today. And crazily enough, this episode marks one year since our show debuted with the design to help get the world back to work. Now in that time, I have met hundreds of people And pushing towards thousands of people from all walks of life, races, economic groups, countries, businesses. And it didn't start as an easy or comfortable thing to begin with. And in fact, it's one of the most uncomfortable things I've actually ever done. This episode, as I said in the teaser, is dedicated to the hundreds of you out there connected to me in person, through LinkedIn, whatever your connection is with me. You really did save me from a lot of things. Things like depression, despair, thoughts of worthlessness. Thank you again so much from the bottom of my heart for helping to reboot and relaunch who I am. Now, at some point in the future, we may talk more about those feelings I just mentioned, but today is a day to celebrate progress rather than revisit a dark past. Today, I have a bit of a treat for you, and I think I've mentioned it before. Digging into the depths of my hard drive, I found the original, uncut, episode one of Recruiting Hell. It's basically a prototype for this show, kind of a a proof of concept, if you will. And if you're old enough, you might remember that some TV shows like The Simpsons had some very early episodes and shorts that aired before it was actually like a true TV series. And it's really neat to see some of the things that stayed the same with those and maybe some of those that didn't. Now, while I don't know if I'll be doing this podcast for 30 seasons, like Bart and Homer have been uh, doing their thing on Fox, I do think there's a lot of value in revisiting what a portfolio project can look like from someone who had never done one before and traveling to bring it to something that is now much more than anything of a portfolio project, a passion project right now going forward to help other people. So what I have for you today is I'm not going to do a live commentary of the entire episode, but we're going to, we're going to pick a couple segments and we're just going to kind of appreciate those a little bit because there is some really good information in the preview episode. And I want to make sure that we're not just revisiting that because clip shows are kind of boring and things like that, but to illustrate to you the point of, hey, I started here, and now with what you're listening with with me right now is where I'm at, 
and I will be further places in the future. And that's the same journey for you, my dear listener. The same journey is yours to be had when it comes to growing yourself and growing your ability to find a job and growing in your career. So we'll uh, we'll poke a little fun. We'll have uh, probably some really good laughs with uh, some of the original maybe cringiness, I would say, of some of the first episode, the prototype episode, maybe episode negative one, and we'll dive right into that right now. And as I open this up, I just remember that the intro for this episode took forever. And of course, you'll notice a marked difference in audio quality as uh, some of the things that I got a chance to add to the show, whether it was through uh, gifts from people that love me or uh, things I bought by selling my voice work uh, when you know we were in the depths of the pandemic. You'll uh, you'll appreciate some of the more modern nuances of uh, you know having a decent microphone. <laughs> so let's get into it, folks. Here we go. Hello, and welcome to the Recruiting Hell podcast. So what is recruiting wow. hell? It's both a state of mind and an environment we find ourselves in today because of the rapidly evolving job marketplace. If you're here from our teaser episode zero, I appreciate you returning for a second listen. But if you're new to the show, welcome and thanks for giving us a shot. Wow. And uh, yeah, thank you for those of you who listened to episode one and had to deal with that absolute trash audio. Uh, you know, the one thing that I really think is interesting about this particular uh, aspect of the show is that it, it brings me back to one of the things that when you're making a portfolio project, you know, so many people want it to be a perfect uh, thing that they can present to people and say, oh, look at this amazing thing I've made. It doesn't. Man, this episode, if you hear that first, like, 20 seconds of me out of the gate talking about this this show and and how, you know, airy my voice sounds and how, you know, kind of sound like this a little bit. And it's like that I mean, you put yourself out there sometimes. And I think for your job search and for how you're going to push yourself forward to make a portfolio project, which I really hope you do after you listen to this episode and some of the other ones in our back catalog that uh, focus around this, I really hope that you... Take the words of the late, great Zig Ziglar, who was a, a pioneer in sales uh, coaching, to basically say, you don't have to be good to start, but you have to start to be good. And I know that you've heard me say that here before on Recruiting Hell, and I really think that that is the essence of a portfolio project, is that you probably can't, if you're into painting, paint the Mona Lisa day one. But you can have this progression. And it's very easily and readily apparent to see in something like this podcast, where you're listening to me right now, almost 50 episodes later, and it's the difference between this full, rich sound that has a production aspect to it and things like that, and some guy jawjacking into his gaming headset that I think was $35 at Best Buy. And that evolution, that push forward for you and your job hunt and your portfolio project is one of the greatest things that I think you can do to continue to make your job hunt easier every single day. One of the other things that we didn't really cover uh, until way later in the series was what happens when you find a job, but maybe you aren't a fit. I don't even think we really covered that this season. And it's funny to see that show up in this sort of prototype episode here. So we'll listen to that for just a brief moment. Uh, I started 2019 working for uh, what I thought was the company of my dreams. That actually ended rather abruptly, and I got a better opportunity uh, at a, uh, another company that was uh, adjacent to my uh, first dream job there and took that with them. Well, that fell through. So 2019 has been, been a year of 
me leaving a place I thought was absolutely fantastic, but also moving to jobs I thought were going to work. And I bet you as a listener might have had this happen to you. Now, the really interesting thing about that is we talked about that with cultural fit with Chris Zahn a few episodes ago uh, back at the beginning of this season of the show. And I really think it's one of the maybe most overlooked bits of advice from this episode that really didn't come to light until way later in the actual series. And I think you, as a listener, not only need to take the portfolio project of this and the growth that goes forward, but also think about, you know, when you're actually looking for a job, look at that culture, listen to those episodes if, you, if you'd like to do so. But when you are really looking to get a job that lasts you longer than, you know, six months or nine months or is just a something to pay the bills in that case, and you want something more out of your job hunt and out of your career, it pays to look at that culture. It really does. It pays to look at it as closely as possible. Because when you are looking at the culture, like my current CEO, James, says, if you spend 90,000 hours of your life doing something you hate, that's just awful. That that's, that's hell on earth. It really is. It's more than recruiting hell. It's hell on earth. And I really think there's something to that for you as a job seeker to find what is going to really kind of light your fire. And that might be, you know what, maybe you really enjoy working at Wendy's. Maybe you have a great team there. Maybe your manager's treating you right. And you know what, it can be a job like that. It can be a job that is a frontline type of position. And that's great as long as the culture fits. But it might be something that's a different type of position. Like, for example, for myself, I've been kind of in tech-style companies recently over the past five or seven years. And that's where I've found the best cultures that fit me. And the important thing is that differentiation. What's right for me is not right for you and vice versa. The other thing that I really think when it comes to looking for culture is that you actually have to put the reps in for this. Uh, when I was looking for my next position, which of course I have now, uh, which is outstanding, the big thing I looked at was I looked at thousands of jobs, thousands all over the country, whether it was here in Milwaukee where I'm from, out in Vegas, you know, wherever it might be, all across America, I was looking for opportunities. And I believe that something really, that really serves you well as a job seeker is not only to a, you know, we talk about high yield job prospecting on this show, the things that are different from going to indeed and just slamming the easy apply button over and over again. You do have to do that. Sometimes you do have to say, you know what? I need to apply for, for more jobs this week. And you know what? Let's take a couple, a couple shots and see what comes up. Because if you're looking at your opportunity to go forward with a position, sometimes they just post it on LinkedIn and there's no back door necessarily. But the one thing that I really want to impart to you is to look at all of the job positions that are all over all of these boards and really take a peek at what companies are looking for. Look at sort of the methodology that they're taking when they're hiring. Is there a common set of threads through the positions that you're looking for? And I recently explained this to a very good friend of mine. He lives in Phoenix, Arizona, and he's looking to move back here to Wisconsin. And he wanted to get a job first before he moved because that's probably kind of a smart thing. He works in uh, warehouse distribution and things like that, and those jobs tend to be, uh, you know, pretty, you know, come on in, we'd love to have you and, and get you moving some some boxes and gear here. And he mentioned to me, hey, hey, Rob, uh, I have my uh, law enforcement degree and things like that in my background. Is there 
should I have two resumes? And I answered him. I said, absolutely, my friend, you really should. Because every resume you have should be tailored to the job it's applying for. And he said, well, how many resume versions do you have? And I said, I have 158 versions of my resume last I counted. And now those of you who are saying, hey, Rob, you're the guy who said, you know, 10,000 applications, things like that. Believe me, it's 158 versions, and then there's like subversions from that, if you will. So uh, each of those was used dozens upon dozens of times with very minor tweaks to go to different companies, uh, things, you know, like adjusting a statistic or replacing a single line, you know, maybe that wasn't necessarily worth uh, saving in this case, because I don't know about you, but I don't want 10,000 resumes clogging up my hard drive. 158 is enough. But he mentioned like, wow, that is really a lot of uh, effort. And you're going to agree with me here, listener, like, no duh, it really is. It is a ton of effort. He's, He's dead on that this is not an easy thing. And I think that the biggest takeaway from that is that if you are looking at a job board and you're getting that that churn, you're able to filter down what the primary drivers are for the jobs that you're good at and the jobs that you want are. And what I'd probably do with that, and actually I'm not going to say probably, I'm going to say what I would do with that is make a list. Make that list and keep updating it of what companies that you are interested are looking for when they're hiring. And I think that's one of the real hidden gems of this episode is that the reps, the low yield reps, if you will, of just going on Indeed, clicking the thing, doing the application through that job search amalgamator. I think that you need those reps, those low yield reps at first to kind of prime the pump to find out what the strategy is to work with the higher yield stuff. So that's a huge a uh, point that was not apparent in the initial production of this episode. And I think it's a great thing to take away for you going forward in your job search. Let's get back in, see if we can find anything else that is of interest or maybe a quick uh, quick laugh uh, in this case with the uh, production values of this particular show that was uh, the prototype for Recruiting Hell. Where are you at right now in your career? Are you gainfully employed and you hate your job? Does your boss make you crazy? Are you maybe out of work? Have you been laid off? Have you been put in a position that is a challenge for your family and probably a challenge for you? Anyone else think I sound like a used car salesman there? Hey listeners, we're going to take a quick break here for some of the business side of running a podcast. These sponsors not only believe in this show, but they may have a product, service, or even an open position that can help you end your job hunt. Give them a listen and drop by their websites in thanks for their help in supporting this show and your work search. Hey folks, it's Rob. A lot of times on this show, we talk about the power of networking to find a job. Well, networking is exactly how we wound up partnering with our newest sponsor, CoinList. So you're asking yourself right now, Rob, what is CoinList? Well, CoinList is a San Francisco and New York City-based technology company that provides investors with access to the most cutting-edge investment opportunities in the blockchain and cryptocurrency space. On CoinList, investors can access the best new crypto tokens before they list on other crypto exchanges, and it pays to be early in crypto. Now, right now, they have two special offers for listeners of Recruiting Hell. The first, as a Recruiting Hell listener, you'll earn $10 of Bitcoin when you create an account and trade at least $100 worth of assets on the CoinList trading platform. That's right, you heard me, free Bitcoin. 
Just visit www.coinlist.co slash recruiting hell to get started. The second is something that could end your time in recruiting hell altogether. Coinlist is hiring. You heard me right. Coinlist could be your next great opportunity for work. Excited about cryptocurrency? Got a passion for technology? Find Coinlist's open positions today at coinlist.co slash jobs. That's coinlist.co slash jobs. And when you do, be sure to tell them Rob sent you. We're back. A big thank you to our sponsors for their offerings, as well as you for considering them. On with the show. 40% of your existing salary. Uh, poor benefits, you know, usually about 15 to 20%, uh, which is very interesting. So that's something to take into account when you're saying, how much am I making? So, And there's kind of another little nugget in here. We've talked a little bit about this in the past, but benefits are such a, a big thing these days. And it used to be that health insurance and things like that were offered because they were inexpensive. And it's it's tougher these days to get a little bit more out of your employer because, I mean, healthcare costs have ballooned so much here in the U.S. And that's really a challenge. So when you're looking for a job, uh, this uh, this prototype episode has a, a pretty good uh, handle on that. And actually, that was something I learned from one of my mentors a number of years ago, that the best companies out there will oftentimes spend uh, almost a, to a point of half of the value of your salary, again, on you through benefits, whether, again, that's 401k match or insurances or whatever it might be. So looking at that when you are out searching for a job, that can be a massive improvement to what a job looks like on the surface. Maybe you take a lower uh, wage on the get-go from you know an actual like dollars and hand wage, but maybe there are other things out there for your job hunt that are in kind, if you will. Now, the next part of this, too, is the episode here that is episode one makes a really interesting turn when it I get into a, uh, I guess, overly long metaphor about how your job hunt is like surviving a, a plane crash or something like that, and you need those resources. But what came out of this was one of the best pieces of advice I could absolutely ever give anybody looking for a job. So I call this the dust off, and that's making sure that you're, you're safe, you're in a good place, that maybe you feel good about having left a job that was treating you like garbage, uh, or you made peace with the fact that, you know what, you got let go and, and that you're not going to work at that company uh, anymore. And that sometimes can be a real uh, real challenge. Uh, one of the things that was one of the, the most poignant things said to me uh, when I lost my job a number of years ago, I was back in 2012, the economy was terrible here uh, in the U.S., one of the things that was so wonderfully and pointedly said to me uh, was from my wife. She's wonderful. We've been, we'll be married eight years this January, and this was our first big challenge together. She said to me, uh, because I got fired on a Friday, she said to me, Rob, you have the weekend to mope. On Monday, I don't want to hear anything else negative about this. And of course, I was a much younger person. I was much more emotionally torn up about having been fired. And this was the literal slap in the face that I needed to say, hey, snap out of it. And you may actually need somebody to do that to you, or you may need to do it to yourself. So as windy as that metaphor was and as repetitious in the original episode as it was, I think it really bears repeating here because 
what I took from that is that sometimes we do need somebody to snap us out of it. And for your job search, that might be me. That might be your parents, that might be your wife, that might be your friend, that might be somebody who you don't even know. Maybe it's somebody on LinkedIn that you just connected with. But either way, having the capability to snap yourself out of the trouble spot, it's almost a a fight or flight response. Uh, You know, sometimes uh, people uh, flee or they fight or they freeze, which is the third F, uh, which if you're into... uh, Self-defense and things like that, you've maybe heard of that, that people freeze when they reach a situation that uh, panics them. Definitely something to uh, look at, and you need somebody to break that sort of thought process around freezing, if you will. Uh, Think of it, you know, you guys know I have rabbits. Rabbits freeze when they see a predator sometimes, and then they run. But uh, breaking that freeze cycle is a very important thing. Next up, Rob tries to play therapist and realizes that it's a bit out of my league, uh, which is actually something that is really interesting for you as a job seeker or for somebody who's trying to do a portfolio project. And honestly, it just kind of stinks. We we put a lot of value uh, in this country on what people do for a living. If you meet somebody new, uh, what's one of the first things you ask them? It's, what do you do for a living? And we, we place a tremendous amount of value on what people do rather than who they are. And that's why this mental care aspect of uh, finding a job, bettering yourself, or finding a better job uh, is so important. So let's take, for example, uh, the recent uh, out-of-work uh, episode that I had here this year and the biggest thing I learned from that is, is that you can't cut everything out. You will go crazy. Uh, you can cut back, but don't cut off completely. The, the goal is that you know that you might be on a limited income for a, an extended period of time. And the goal is to somewhat go into survival mode, but you also need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself mentally. You can't just deprive yourself of everything. That will indeed Uh, make you kind of lose it even faster. So like I said with this, you know, maybe I bit off a bit more I could chew with my portfolio project here of, you know, trying to sort of be the expert with a little bit of mental health in this prototype episode, which never saw the light of day until now. But when it comes down to it, as a job hunter, you're never going to be the expert from the get-go. And that's okay. This is a learning process. Just like anything in life, riding a bike, learning a new hobby, painting, whatever it might be, that is something that you will be probably pretty bad at it first and it's okay but growing your job search capabilities is one of the most important things i think you can do no matter what your age is no matter what your uh, chosen vocation is making sure that you're upgrading yourself when it comes to taking care of how to get hired in this modern day market is the perfect way to start your portfolio project and of course to start and continue your job hunt Because continuing your job hunt is something you should do no matter where you're at in the future. Even if you're happy, even if you are satisfied with the job that you have and you think you may be there a while, you never know what's going on in this wild world. Number one, it could be an external factor that causes you to lose your position or it could be something of you just lose passion for that one day. And that happens to people and there's nothing wrong with that. So the last concept, which I don't believe actually made it through the filter to the other 48, like live episodes that we've done here is called the wheel of momentum. And we're going to listen to a little clip of that here right now, because, uh, it's explained in such a way that, you know, it's kind of laughable a little bit, how 
I've gotten to a point where I'm much more succinct than I used to be. And this is kind of funny because I'm going on a little bit about this right now. But listening to it now versus how I would explain it back then, I think, is really tightened things up. So it's a huge growth thing for me. But also, I think this concept is so important of little pushes on the wheel every single day. You have to advance that ball. You have to turn that wheel of momentum. We'll listen to how to do that. And then, of course, uh, maybe comment a bit more on it afterwards. So what I want to talk to you about right now is something that I was introduced to a number of years ago. And it's called the Wheel of Momentum. And this is probably one of the biggest secrets to escaping recruiting hell right here. The Wheel of Momentum. Uh, if you've seen any old industrial drawings or things like that, uh, you probably have seen what's called a flywheel. And it's a, it's a big kind of cog-looking thing. And it's usually attached to old-style steam engines. And they're very heavy. And the whole goal is to, to maintain the momentum of the machine uh, in like a single-cylinder uh, engine setup for a steam engine, which is really interesting. So they have these massive flywheels, which use momentum to kind of keep things spinning while uh, adding uh, just a bit more power and pressure uh, each time. So think about this. Uh, have you ever pushed a car? Uh, maybe the car broke down or something like that. If you've ever pushed a vehicle, what's the toughest part? It's the first few steps you take to get the vehicle moving. So if you've got your hands on the trunk of that vehicle and you're pushing some, some other uh, friend of yours is steering, those first few steps, yeah, it takes a little while to get that going. Well, as you find out, when you push a car, eventually it gains momentum. And of course, uh, going back to the school thing, an object in motion wants to stay in motion. That's one of Newton's laws. Uh, that particular uh, car keeps on going. And it gets a little bit easier that when you're pushing this car down the street, even when it's not under power, you can actually get it up to kind of a, a reasonable walking pace just by pushing it. You don't have to be that strong either. So how we apply this to the wheel of momentum and that kind of flywheel mentality is, yeah, those first few pushes on that wheel to start getting it spinning or to get the car moving, those first few pushes might not look like they do much or they might be a little bit difficult to do. But if we continue to push on those same spots on that wheel, on that car, repeatedly, every day, over and over and over again, that momentum builds up. And eventually, you're going to come to a point where it takes very little momentum to keep that wheel of momentum going. So my goal here is to tell you to do something every day that enhances your employment prospects, whether it's big or small. So there you have it. I hope it's better than just a clip show, if you will, and I, we wanted to vi revisit some things from the past and, of course, look into the, the origins of Recruiting Hell. It's been a fantastic 48 episodes. We're coming up on 50 here super fast. And I, I don't know if we'll do a, a celebration of 50 more than maybe acknowledging it, but uh, a year later, a year later, here we are making massive strides for people. People have gotten jobs because of this show. And I am so thankful to all of you who have listened, who have shared. And if you haven't shared it with somebody, I think that's a, a really great starting point for this to, to help me out and help you out. Remember, We've talked about job searching as a team, and 
if you're discussing things like this show and discussing finding work with other people, you're going to have more success. So from the bottom of my heart, I wish all of you, every one of you who's listening around the world in every single country that has tuned into this on six of the seven continents. And if you Antarctic scientists are still out there, ping me uh, in that case. But there have been people from, of course, America, Great Britain, India, the entire English speaking world has basically had somebody who has listened to this podcast. And I'm just absolutely thrilled, but also uh, to our friends in Eastern Europe, our friends in Africa, our friends in South America, and of course, Australia and the uh, East Asia uh, portions as well. We haven't, I don't think we had anything in uh, Central Asia yet. We'd love to have you guys if you're listening. But no matter where you are and where you enjoy the show and where you're looking for a job, it's my promise to you that I'm trying the, my best to help end your time in recruiting hell. And I certainly hope I can continue to do it more and more in the future as we grow this show, as we continue to make it bigger, better, uh, have it be sponsored and things like that. That's that's something wild. I never thought that at episode 40 of my show, I'd have someone consider sponsoring that. So it's a wonderful thing. And of course, all of this revolves around helping you out. That's what is the entire goal of this. And to lay it out in its fullness, you know, I often shorten it as help 10,000 people find a better way to find a job. And I think that for the most part, if you're quipping that to somebody real quick, they kind of get that. But the entire mission is as stands. It's the mission to help educate 10,000 people, or more, of course, on how to find a job in a better way. This is stuff we aren't taught in school. This is stuff that we all have to learn on our own. The second part of that is, of those 10,000 job seekers, I would love to find a 1,000 of you that get a position and can directly trace your success back to this show. Not only will that, A, make me feel good, but B, it's a metric of success. It really is to say, hey, you know, Rob, you're doing something that helps people. And of course, for you, if you're one of those people, you got a new job and that's a pretty dang, dang awesome benefit. The last one is a metric that is especially important to me. So 10,000 folks educated on how to find a better job, a thousand of them landing that job and 10 lives saved from deaths of despair due to not feeling like their life is fulfilled because of lack of work. And that last one, that last one really sticks with me. And it really sticks with me. And I said, we weren't going to go too far down the dark paths here today, but it really sticks with me because at one point in time, I was that person. I was that person who thought, you know what? Maybe I would be better off dead. And maybe I would be better off if I was a life insurance policy for somebody else to cash out because I don't seem like I'm worth a lot to this society because of my unemployment. I assure you, my friend, if you're feeling that way, you are worth more than your work. And this show is especially dedicated to helping you escape that horrible part of recruiting hell. As we close everything up today, I'm going to let my, uh, my old self sign off at the end here in just a moment, but I do want to give a couple of special thanks, uh, throw them out to people who really had a major impact on the starting of recruiting hell. And of course the ongoing production. Number one is, uh, is my lovely wife, Katie. Katie is, uh, you are my rock. If you're listening to this, uh, which you, you haven't listened to a single episode yet, but if you're ever listening to this, just know that, uh, you are everything to me and your support through the really tough times of our life has always been exceptionally, exceptionally amazing. So number one is, is my dear wife, Katie. Number two 
I would like to shout out uh, Elsie Flanard, and I'd like to also shout out uh, Brad Herta and Heather Kane and Tom Duncan from Podcast Town, as well as, oh, Aruna Krishnan. I cannot forget her wonderful smiling face either. All of you Podcast Town folks that kind of helped through the, the initial stages of getting this set, I am so appreciative of each and every one of you and how you took this from an idea and, you know, me barging into those uh, meetings that we've had, we had in the middle of the day while being unemployed and taking that as, as an opportunity to build friendship and an opportunity to really uh, grow together. So I'm just so incredibly appreciative to all of you friends from Podcast Town. And if I did miss anybody, by all means, you are not forgotten. It's just a, a live take, if you will, in this case. Now, the other people that I think deserve a special shout-out uh, in this episode, of course, I think you've heard me shout them before if you've listened to this show for long enough, but Scott and Kenny are Patreon patrons. They have supported this show from as close to day one as you can possibly get financially. And the neat thing is, is that their financial contributions have helped quite a few people actually land jobs. The The amount of money that was pumped in has been repaid out to other people thousands fold, which is just absolutely incredible. In the the, sal- the salaries that those folks secured for themselves, uh, having the investment of wonderful patrons like Scott and Kenny has been just tremendous. So guys, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I know from our successful job seekers, uh, a number of whom uh, have appeared on this show I know they're grateful for your support as well because, you know, that turned them around in their careers and things like that. So you guys are absolutely great. Thank you so much. The last shout-out I want to give is to the fabulous folks at CoinList. And CoinList is our sponsor for this season. And at the risk of making this sound like another ad, uh, you know, it's really interesting to add sponsors to a show because, you know, you want to put out good content and you see and hear some of these other major podcasts where they have seven minutes of ads to start like Joe Rogan's does. And I want to avoid that, but I also want to make sure that Recruiting Hell has resources for itself. So adding sponsors is a great way to not only help the show do more, but also, you know, sometimes these sponsors are actually looking for you. Uh, for example, CoinList is hiring. So you could be that next person that gets a job from this show. And, of course, we're going to continue to feature people who do because they're some of our most popular episodes. But, again, a giant thank you to the folks at CoinList and, of course, everybody else I've mentioned that has made this show pop, really. And, you know, we're not number one on the iTunes charts or anything like that, but there's been a lot of folks who have reached out to me not only because of you know, the, re- the reach on LinkedIn and the reach in social media, but looking to do things locally as well. And that's something where uh, this show has been tremendous between my day job and, of course, all the knowledge I've gained from making this podcast itself. We're helping other people find jobs in our local communities here too, which is absolutely awesome. So again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you, listener, for being here for the journey. Again, whether it's been one episode or all of them, it's been a wild year. And I'm really glad that this continued past episode uh, seven because the really weird thing about podcasts is that about half of all podcasts make only seven episodes or less. And that makes Recruiting Hell something pretty dang special. And it's all because of you. So in closing, again, I'm going to let myself sign off from the past here and we'll listen to that and close her out. Here's to another 48 or maybe, you know, 52 so we can make an even 100 episodes, as I promised to you guys uh, way back when in uh, January. So here we go. And then, oh, ready for this one? Here's a teaser. Here, You know, I'm going to put it at the end of this episode. I was going to put that in. And I think 
if uh, if you're interested in something else, it's another project I've been looking to do for quite some time, and I certainly hope that if you are into it, that you'll drop me an email and say, hey, Rob, you've got to make this thing. It's on the drawing board right now, but I'd really like you to stay tuned at the end of this episode and give a listen to the thing that I uh, put together a few months ago as kind of a side-side project, if you will. So sneak peek at the end of this episode. Have a great one, and again, I'll let myself read me out. I'm Rob Conlon, and until we meet again, keep moving forward with your self-betterment and your job hunt. It's a marathon, not a sprint, and we'll be here on Recruiting Hell Podcast to help you keep pace. Have a good one. Hey folks, it's Rob. Are you looking for a new opportunity in an up-and-coming industry that can help you get out of recruiting hell? Coinlist, one of the fastest growing companies in the cryptocurrency space, is hiring. That's right, they not only support this show because they believe in it, but they believe that there's great talent to be found in this audience. Generous comp, great flexibility, incredible benefits, a strong culture, and a powerhouse team sound like a fit for you? Head to www.coinlist.co slash jobs and apply today. That's www.coinlist.co slash jobs. And be sure to let them know that you found them here on Recruiting Hell. Hey there, folks. It's Rob. And here comes that little sneak peek I promised you. I made this about six months ago, so I think my audio skills have gotten a little better since then. But I still do think it captures the emotion of what I'm looking for in this new project. And I really hope that if it's something that intrigues you, that you'd like to listen to, that you'll drop me a line and be like, hey, Rob, you should totally produce this. Without further ado, I present to you my side, side project. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. It's the story of mankind's greatest achievement. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Leaving the world of our species' birth and beginning our first tentative steps out into the cosmos. We've marveled at the successes and the advancements that spaceflight has brought us. But what was the cost? I'm Rob Conlon, and in my newest show, Ad Astra Paraspera, I'll be your guide to some of the most incredible journeys that mankind has ever embarked upon, but that sadly never returned home. A rough road lies to the stars, and this show will reach well beyond the well-known disasters of Challenger, Apollo 13, and Columbia to tell you stories about the unsung heroes of the space race. To those who made the ultimate sacrifice so others could reach for the stars. Ad Astra Paraspera. A rough road leads to the stars. Launching 2021 from Westport Studios. Catch Ad Astra Paraspera on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.